Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast Dragon Ball edition. Today we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super Manga chapter 95 and we're also going to be talking about a Watch Mojo. Yep, you know we love Watch Mojo over here. A Watch Mojo list that came out a couple weeks ago. So we got the Dragon Ball expert with us, Mr. Mitch Oso. How are you doing today? Doing great. Fantastic as always. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I am doing well. We're going to be talking some Dragon Ball manga chapter 95 and a watch mojo list. And then we're just going to take it from there. That's the state of Dragon Ball right now. You know, kind of a little slow paced here. And we're branching out, talking about some other stuff. So everyone else can figure out how stupid and which I really am whenever it comes to everything else. So <laughs> buckle up, everyone. It's uh, let's uh, let's get to it by starting off with a chapter. Chapter 95, The Ultimate Teacher and Pupil by Akira Toriyama and Toritaru. But, well, artwork. Y'all know. <laughs> Let's shut up. <laughs> Translation, Caleb Cook, as always. Lettering, Brandon Ovea. I don't know yeah. Brandon, to be honest with you. You see, you see, with these slower chapters going through the movie, I'm actually reading who does the lettering for the chapter. Well, you know, Brandon. What a job. At least this first part was of this chapter was new. A little bit. Um, the beginning part here, well, the previous chapter had ended with Gohan going into his ultimate form. So mm -hmm. his mystic Gohan form, depending on what part of the fandom in which you reside on. But uh, uh, the lake in which the Red Ribbon Army base has been exposed and the police have detected that. And they now know where the Red Ribbon Army is and... Um, you see that uh, they're at HQ there, and and they give Krillin a call because Krillin is, you know, uh, uh, a James Bond of this entire um, <laughs> franchise now. But um, Krillin came out of the movies. He was watching a movie with his family. A little chit-chat about it. You know, his, Marin thinks it's great. 18 thinks it's stupid, and they only get worse, and and Krillin gets the call, and he's going to go investigate, and 18 um, says that she's going to join along, and then the chapter goes then right over to the fighting, and we see Gohan uh, going up against Gamma 1, and he's pushing, you know, Gamma 2 to his limit, beating the hell out of him, kicking him down, and... I will say real, real, real quick, Mitch, because I guess this is different from the movie, because the movie, it made it seem like Bulma went and got everybody. Like when she came with Goten Trunks, she's like, I brought the strongest warriors yeah. on the planet and Krillin, but it's looking like Krillin and 18 are going to be getting there first. Or I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it, but that's different. Also, just to talk about how, how far this time skip is, Marin is huge. Oh, yeah. She is a head taller than Krillin. Yeah. And like she she is basically almost eye level with 18. She is she is not the the small runt who we just saw wasn't. in the tournament of the power in the anime version. She was like when Goku was recruiting was super small. And then you see her because she's not like a Saiyan where they give some BS reason why Saiyan like their growth spurs. Like she's yep. huge, I guess. What would she be considered? Half human, half is she full human or is she I would, half human, I would, half I, android? I would consider her still to be full human because technically 
18 and 17 are cyborgs. You know, yeah. they're half half human, half robot. Maybe the percentages are not direct down the middle, but we all understand what I'm trying to say there. But, but um, yeah, it's crazy how, like, sheesh, like, then you realize how far this stuff really is. Yep. Yep. But, that indeed. And, and then going back to the point that you said that, um, Krillin and 18 are going to be arriving at the at the a scene on their own accord because they can sense that Gohan they can sense Gohan's key but 17 can't unless they're going to make him show up in the manga because that still made no sense in the movie I mean he needs to make an appearance okay he doesn't need to make an appearance I think it'd be smart if he made an appearance but yeah. I, am, I, I am truly more focused on if 18 is going to have a reaction to seeing perfect um, oh, as no max, mm -hmm. especially since cell max looks like semi-perfect cell and she should have PTSD nightmares whenever it comes to that guy. Yeah. yeah. But just in Godzilla size form, like, yeah. like she should freak the fuck out, but we shall see if uh, they make that kind of correction or even if they've had that realization, but, because, I mean, even if 17 showed up, I mean, he'd be like, wow, that's Cell? I'm going to beat his ass and try to get revenge. But, like, he went from, like, his insect, you know, mm -hmm. like, insectoid, you know, form, whatever you want to call it, his imperfect form, to his more humanoid form that he never saw. So, it's like, that's what I'm looking at. So, but going back to that point, yeah, Krillin and them are going to arrive on their own accord. Uh, I assume then Bulma's going to bring the kids, Trunks and Goten, and because they'll probably fight again and and whatnot. Um, I do ponder if we'll see their fusion. I assume that we would, but uh, Geekdom says no. So we'll see. <laughs> I can't remember what he exactly said, which, but regardless, I digress. And that's that's it. That'll be it. that'll be everyone showing up, per se. So, but um, yeah, they're they just keep fighting and fighting. Piccolo and Pan are talking that Gohan's you know got his uh, got his groove back. You know he's back in action and and Gohan questions um, the Gammas as to why are they you know being. Or why are they claiming that they're evil? You know, Gohan asks, you mentioned a Wiccan, um, you know, describing him as evil, and what does that mean? And and one, Game of One kind of dodges the whole, you know, question, and Gohan's like, you guys are the one that are kidnapping children, uh, you're the evil ones here, and Gamma's denying it, and Dr. Hedo's telling him to keep his cool. Um, at this point, though, Gohan is really pushing Gamma 1. So Gamma 2 decides that he's going to go jump in because, well, Dr. Hedo ordered him to. And Piccolo, then, you know, he he joins in the fray and he starts the fight. And Gohan's surprised that he's there. And, well, simple, simple just introduction to the fight. Nothing extravagant. And, yeah, all of these, a lot of these photos are, or manga panels are just, there's fighting. There's it's just all action packed. So like, uh, Piccolo gets the upper hand on uh, Gamma Two at the very beginning, and uh, it kind of equals out, and then it starts turning 
towards the gammas because even though Piccolo has his his power up until he actually does his transformation, he he really isn't standing too much of a great chance per se. Um, I would but, say this fight's a little different from the anime from the like the they have that cool shot of like uh gohan and piccolo both like a punch from gohan and a kick from piccolo because i don't remember the movie of like gamma one and two saying all right we're just going to take one out like, no they did not part of their strategy for anyone who hasn't read this chapter yet um is that uh after gohan and uh piccolo kind of kind of pushed the gamma's back just a little bit um they they decide that instead of you know, attacking each one one on one, that they're going to focus on one particular fighter, and you know they just they just rush Piccolo, but go on there to you know help out and and to take the heat off Piccolo. But as Martin was saying on uh, the twenty sixth and twenty seventh page, um, you get a sweet shot of Gohan punching Gamma One and Piccolo kicking Gamma Two in the face with a whole bunch of uh, energy and whatnot um but the the attacks are side by side on the panel so it's a very very good illustration of the tag team you know their chemistry that that they showed even in the tournament of power mm -hmm. and uh, just uh, good looking drawings by Toritaro. and i'm just looking i'm kind of just skipping through because again it's just a whole bunch of fighting and let's see well, Piccolo actually does have a conversation with Gamma 2, where he's like, he's, um, he says to him, he's like, you guys don't really seem bad. You just seem like you're just following, you know, stupid orders. And he fires a special beam cannon after he says that to Gamma <laughs> 2. And Gamma 2 just steals uh, Android 17's, you know, his little sh uh, shield attack. Or shield defense, you know, that green shield that he has. I don't know mm -hmm. what color this one is until the colored copies come, but same thing. And Gamma 2 is perfectly fine. And he makes a remark. He's like, I'm just following Dr. Uh, Edo's orders, and those can never be wrong. And Piccolo's like, uh, Yeah, those orders come from him, but Magenta's the one that's, you know, giving him all the, the bad intel. You ever consider that? And, you know, uh, Gamma 2. He's kind of shocked at that kind of, I don't want to say realization, but he's, it's starting to click in his brain that maybe, uh, maybe they're being manipulated per se. And, and, uh, Magenta, he's just like, all right, let's, let's get this over with. I didn't pay for <laughs> you guys to not be winning, essentially. I paraphrase that. So, and so, yep, they're, they're fighting and, Piccolo gets smacked real hard by Gamma 2, and he he thinks uh, of what Shenron said, that uh, of Shenron's quote, he's like, I threw in an extra bit, and then that was whenever, you know, Piccolo actually does his transformation into Orange Piccolo. Really wish that wasn't his name, but oh well. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Piccolo transforms, and Shows his uh, transformation as he comes out of the hole that he was beat down into, and that's where the chapter ended. So, yeah. So, with Orange Piccolo, you're right. 
with the chapter ending it looks you can see the differential even though the manga's in black black and white yeah and so then we'll get 96 so mitch i did do some counting because i've been thinking about this since the last one we did monk dragon ball super's 100th chapter will be literally december do you think they're gonna try and drag this to december so they do on the 100th episode here's the new stuff so they because we talked about a little bit like a little stale so that you get people really amped up for the new year like the 100th chapter whole bunch of new stuff now you know what we're going into in 2024 the problem with me saying yes to that is just that there have been plenty of opportunities of like, oh, this day is coming up, or this event is coming into town, mm-hmm. or this was announced. It's like, there have been plenty of opportunities for them to come out and be like, guess what? Here comes the anime, spring of 24, and or whatever, <laughs> friggin', you know? That's like that's what we've been expecting to hear, and it's never happened. So I mean, yeah, that's that's another. I think I said this on a previous um, previous episode. I was like, I don't know. Like, this is a perfect opportunity. If they don't do it here, I don't know when they're going to do it. So, like, I don't want to say that was like Comic Con or Goku's birthday or you know an Android stack or Tor like Toriyama's birthday in April. I don't know. But uh, I felt like I said that, and it, it's the same thing. You got manga chapter 100 coming up, and, and it'll be at the end of December. And that, I mean, you would think that would be a pretty good time to do it. And I just don't have, to, I don't have, you know, I can't really say this anymore because there have been some Japanese companies that have actually done me a big old favor. But no, like, I just can't. Don't get your hopes up. It's part of the reason is like we were discussing why the fandom is so kind of toxic at the moment because everyone gets their hopes up and then they get ruined. <laughs> yeah, and we're recording literally the day of the chapter on the twentieth, and we talked about Comic Con. Uh, San Diego Comic Con is going on right now, oh. and Dragon Ball has not gone yet and i was making because obviously it would have popped over all over social media of dragon ball went but they have not gone as of thursday so i don't know i'm trying to see if they have the friday or i would assume they put them on the saturday on the saturday um slot hell comic-con should have just pushed them up because i think isn't comic-con kind of bare right now with the writer's strike and hollywood just Donor thing. Yep. Yep. Like none of the none of the actors can do uh unless they're sticking to their schedule, if they are on it. I mean, I don't I don't think we're gonna hear anything. So but you know, if this podcast, you know, gets completed, you know, today being Thursday. So, you know, if you're listening to this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you already know the answer, but like I I don't think anything's coming. No, I I don't I don't think so either. And I I don't want to be the person who like what other people say like oh something's coming something's coming, and then after five hundred tries you try and do like oh I told you something was coming after like a billion <laughs> tries like I I'm not I'm not a fan of that. 
So that's like a person that goes gambling. You know, they spend a hundred dollars, and uh, you know they lose a lot, and they won- and then at the end of the at the end of the game, there they they won eighty dollars, so they leave with eighty, but they're in a happy mood. It's like no, you you still lost, you still lost twenty dollars or whatever math you want to take there. You you can't just be taking claims that oh it's it's coming. You know you can't be wrong nine yeah. times and then the tenth time you get it right and expect people to think that you have the insight of when this shit's coming out. So. Yeah, that's terrible, too. And it's like you said, they're making people wait for the new stuff with the manga because this will be over. it. And obviously, the anime people have been waiting for 28 since 2018. And now you got people waiting for the games because you teased Tenkaichi 4. And ever since that teaser, you've gone radio silent on that. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're doing the World Martial Arts Tournament and Dragon Ball Kakarot, which is cool, but it's like. Or obviously, you want to talk about waiting like a Xenoverse three and all that. Like, I, I, I don't know what the strategy is, but they're holding a lot of stuff back. It must be a thing with just Japan. This is not like a. I mean, maybe this is a culture difference because let me say it like this, and and this is also a critique of like American publishers. Let's let's talk Nintendo for example. So Nintendo, they keep their mouth. Shut. They don't tell you. Yeah, like you don't hear leaks coming out with Nintendo too often. Nothing. I mean, if if you are if you follow Nintendo insiders, mm-hmm. then you would probably know maybe the leaks that are coming out. But they're just not. They're not like Dragon Ball, for example. Like at least I don't think so. I don't see it. I could be completely wrong, and someone will correct me on that one. But like. Like with with Nintendo, I just feel like they keep the things under wraps, and then out of the blue, you get smacked with it, with everything. So take for example, like um, like Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars game came out middle of the nineties, I think like ninety six, if I recall the which I think was the year in which the sixty four came out. Literally came out and like, like great game, fantastic. It was an intro to an RPG. Uh, for a lot of people, a lot of history, regardless. But a lot of people have wanted that game to come out on the Switch in the form of, you know, um, uh, the you know the emulators that they have on there, you know, the Super Nintendo catalog and whatnot. And then out of nowhere, uh, Nintendo Direct last month announces that Super Mario RPG, a remake, not just a remaster, a built-up remake of the game is coming, and it's coming out in November. Mm. Like, it's not... And, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, now let's take, for example, what Bethesda has done, an American company. Um, they announced five years ago, 2018, that Elder Scrolls Six is coming. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a date on it. And, and even now, five years later... Reports are still coming out, especially with the whole, um, you know, Microsoft buying Activision and court documents and all this other crap that have come out. That game's not going to come out for like five years, you know, or three, five years. I think uh, they said 2026, I believe, is whenever the court documents said that I guess it was going to be released. I don't know. It's like just Japan, just going back to Dragon Ball. They just seem to 
They don't want you to know. They they want to surprise you and then fling all this stuff in your face for consumption shortly thereafter. So, but here in America, they love to tell you decades in advance they're working on crap. And they won't tell you when. They just tell you. And I don't know which one I like. But like, would you rather be told that something's coming and you have absolutely no idea when? Which maybe that, well, actually, I can't say what I was about to say because we're feeling the same feeling. Or would you rather just ponder like when they're going to tell us or even if they're going to do it? I don't know. It's just, they're quiet on all this Dragon Ball stuff. They, yeah, unless they're just trying to milk the teats of Kakarot so much. Maybe Fighter Z will get some love after this. I, I that one's been quiet, and then there's always Xenoverse too. That's the, I mean that game. They always say DLC is coming, and they do bring DLC. It's just you, I don't know where Xenoverse two can do DLC rise because they've already done Ultimate Gohan and they've already done the superhero movie. So the only DLC that they'd be able to provide is stuff from the manga, like heroes. And I don't think the main company would allow them to do that. Maybe. Maybe they are getting ready for the anime. Maybe they have the voice actors for Moro and Granola and Gas and all them. Maybe they're ready to go. But because I'm like, all they're doing now is they're just sitting around, mm-hmm. unless they're working on another game. Which, but which is always a possible, always a possibility. It's strange, and I also think with them too, it's probably because of how plugged in we are into like the Dragon Ball world that. In 2018, when I was like, oh, the show's over. I mean, I thought, I was like, all right, this is it. And then the manga's going, and then you know the the famous people saying, Dragon Ball Super is coming back in 2019. (laughs) And then, of course, these people are credible, because they've provided stuff before, so we believe them. And then 2019 doesn't happen, it's 2023, and that just shoots down the fandom. Like, the thing is, you you can't even blame the pandemic for it because at least not my eyes because they were doing like what you said they were they were making predictions before the pandemic started and yep. those did not come to fruition and but the manga chapters kept pumping out video games kept pumping out even yep. during the pandemic so it's I mean, like, we got the movie after the pandemic yep you did there's plenty of hands to work on this franchise and they're just they're just not working for whatever reason but but then that goes, that goes, then I'll lead that then into, you got to be careful when you predict this kind of stuff, because, you yes. know, when, <clears throat> you know, if, if someone made a prediction of when the anime would come out and they were wrong the first time, but then it was surely announced afterwards, like sometime later, like if someone was like December, anime is coming out, December doesn't come, you know, everyone's. But then they announced, okay, June of next year, anime is coming out. Even though that individual got it wrong, people don't linger on it. Because, to be honest with you, that's that's old news. You know, no one wants it. Everyone wants to talk about the newest thing. Right? So, that person, maybe people will remember it, but people will not linger on it. And they'll move on because, shit, everyone is ready for the anime. Oh, remember, it was supposed to be an anime and a web series. There's supposed to be two things. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, when when people make those predictions over the course of four or five years and they don't come true, I mean, all it is is you get people hyped up, you play with their, and, and probably people shouldn't be as emotional, but everyone's emotional whenever it comes to something that they love. You you, you toy with their emotions, and then whenever it doesn't come around. People get pissed, and they will hold you accountable. So, like Chronicles, like he he was getting ripped. Oh, he's going to he, be ripped for a long time. It, it, he's getting ripped even before December. So, for everyone, uh, Chronicles, he's a Dragon Ball influencer per se. Yeah, that's a good Twitter. way to say it. Um, he he has. I don't know if he has sources. Or if he just shares what he finds, but he has a big following and he shares all Dragon Ball content. Right? Yep. So, yep. And he made a prediction that this crap was coming back December at the end of this year, according to his what? What was the wording? His reliable source. He he put the weight of his source like down on the ground and he climbed on that back. And and we're about to find out. If his source has the knees to hold his body up, or if they're going to fall, and because he was a twenty nineteen or two, yeah, he was him and Geekdom, mm-hmm. and I don't remember Unreal Ending. No, Did? he he stays away. Like he hasn't really. Yeah, he, yeah, he dives more into like the obviously like when stuff comes out in his fan mangas that he does. Which yeah, well, that's, that's the thing too is when that shit will come out because he has so many fan like, like fan mangas that he can cover mm-hmm. that like that takes up his time yep like he can keep you clicked in and reviewing all of his content clicking like and subscribing on his channel and engaging and he can go about his day he can do that and he can wrestle like what he does or did or I don't know mm-hmm. what he does nowadays but like, Ekam doesn't create his own like fan manga chapters. He is like basically solely dependent on like the manga and the anime coming out. Um, now the, he probably does some other stuff because I've seen him. Oh yeah, he's discussed WWE. But... He's doing full stuff now, man. Like he just did. He just posted a spoiler-free review of Oppenheimer. Like he's just doing all the media's. All the pop culture stuff he's branched. He has his like geekdom oh, yeah. pop. Yeah, I mean he has his own stuff. I mean, obviously Dragon Ball is the reason he has everything he has. But but it, it's you know it's 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 the cow that's not producing milk. You I mean you just gotta you gotta move on. You gotta get a new one. But uh, yeah, but these but these guys are ripping each other. Oh, you said this. You said that. And mm-hmm. Everyone's just getting pissed. It's just funny. But it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I mean, when it happens, I mean, we'll we'll be ready. I mean, I'm more of a if I'm more of a if it happens because 2018 to 2024, because this that's not going to happen in 2023. Like we're already halfway through the year, so it's just crazy. Yeah, it's I I I am I am still on the when. Like like that it this will happen someday. Like we will get an anime back. It's just 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, I saw a meme. I don't know if I shared it with you or shared it with someone else, or maybe I just saw it and chuckled. But it it was basically showing someone in like their coffin, and they had just died, and it was like, oh, and super came on my deathbed, and then the very and then the next picture below it was it was the next day Toriyama or like Funimation or Crunchyroll uh, Dragon Ball Super Anime Returns and it's oh, so yeah. true We're, we'll, we'll be dead and then this will come back and you were Predators and Afterlife that allows you to watch because <laughs> you're going to be so bad Bro, yeah you're going to be human but we'll wait and see on that but to go to another thing Mitch actually wanted to talk about this watch mojo list of the top we're not going to go over the 100 people so don't worry about all 100 but it was the top 100 best video games of all time and you know i was initially shocked because watch mojo sometimes their lists are not the best but mitch why do you want to talk about this (laughs) they they can be they can be a little while that is that's without a doubt they can but yeah martin uh had shared I think he had shared, or maybe mm-hmm. I just found it, but um, yeah, Watch Mojo did a top 100, 100 uh, video games of all time. And as you know, an avid uh, gamer, not lately, uh, growing up a little bit, but definitely growing up. And uh, this was always curious about like what people think. And was my games on there? Was uh, were my games disrespected or anything like that? And I was fairly surprised at that a couple of these games that were on here. So, uh, like, so let's see. Here. Were you surprised about the games that you played that were on there, or like games that you were like, "Oh, I can't! I didn't have fun playing it." And so, so like, there were a lot of them, like indie games that were on there, and I was just like, "I've never." heard of this shit at all i'm like who in the world played that then there were some games and uh that that i always wanted to play but just you know there's a lot of shit to play on there but then there was just other games i was just surprised that they were on there not because i didn't think that they didn't deserve it but i was like i guess i didn't know that people liked them as much as me um but then some games that i thought so take for example number 78 conquers bad fur day was a uh, video game on the 64 made by Rare, same creators as Donkey Kong and whatnot. It looks like a like a Banjo-Kazooie kind of game, Conquers a Red Squirrel, but the game is it's very adult-oriented, like really crude humor, freaking hilarious. But, I mean, I remember playing it definitely under the age of 17 and just being mind-blown at, like what i was experiencing but yeah it was at 78 now my the rpg that i was talking about super mario rpg legend of seven stars it was 74 um the thing about like that game for example was it came out at the end of the super nintendo's lifespan it, it came out three or four months before the 64 came out and super mario 64 came out with it so um it's good to see um certain games that i played on there but like looking at this list, some of these things I would have thought would have been higher compared to other games. So, like forty nine, for example, like everyone talks about Goldeneye 007. Mm-hmm. I, I I played it, I enjoyed it, but like 
I'm not as obsessed as what a lot of people are. You know, sitting there at 49, I would have thought that people would have put, like, of the most famous video games of all time, they would put GoldenEye 007 over Gears of War 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, you want to but- stay in the 40s. I mean, just a couple. I thought Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 would be a lot higher because I think that's the highest rated sports game. I believe so, and I played the hell out of out of Pro Skater Two so much so that, so that whenever I tried to play one and three, I actually hated them mm-hmm. because two was so good. Nothing like playing a Spider Man on a skateboard, freaking sweet. But yeah, that was the highest sport game that I could find on there. Um, but um, I was real surprised to see Sonic the Hedgehog Two up there. I played Sonic 1. I didn't play as much as 2, so um, probably a big old jump in um, in uh, game fun, per se. Now, I, I got a couple here. What was, was your favorite game on the list? My favorite game of all time was on the list coming in at 90, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, so it was on the list, obviously, I don't want to say, give me your, give me your five without looking at the list. What are your, what would you consider your five favorite games? And not in any order, not in terms of one, but like, if you had to say five games, uh, Kingdom Hearts two, uh, Budokai Tenkaichi three, Budokai three, um, Batman. It, Batman, yeah, it'd probably be fifth. I'm trying to decide what my fourth one because I'm probably gonna surprise because I'm actually surprised this game wasn't on the list. Because I mean, if people listen, huge RPG person, I love all the fantasy, Final Fantasy stuff, but they're right out there. But and then the Star Star Wars, um, the Star Wars Battlefront Battlefront two or three was one of my favorite games ever. But four man, Simpsons Road Rage, man. Yeah, Simpsons Road Rage. Um, very surprising that that was not on there. Um, like, I had to double check. I F3 the page and I was typing in Simpsons. I was like, oh, it's really not on here. So, here's the thing with that is that, like, in terms of the people who played Sim- or Simpsons, like, Road Rage was awesome. I played the fuck out of Road Rage on the PS2. Hell, yep. I even. I, I still have that one. I even bought it on the GameCube too, just so I could play it somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. just I, I have two copies of the game. It's great. Uh, but the other, the other one is uh, Simpsons: A uh, Hit and Run. Yes, yes, that one. That those are both were those are great. Now I never played Hit and Run, but you know, you watch it. It's 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 a Grand Theft Auto of Simpsons. Yeah, yes, but neither of those two were on. Completely surprised that there wasn't at least one of those on there. I don't think so. All right. So, what were your five games again? Uh, I said Kingdom Hearts two. Kingdom I Heart. said the, um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts two, Budokai Tenkaichi three, Budokai three, and then the Sim Sims, and then the uh, Batman Arkham Arkham City. So the Arkham series. So Kingdom yeah. Hearts two and Arkham were the only out of my. There was, favorite. An, Ar- there was an Arkham game on here, wasn't there? Yep, Arkham City, uh, number thirty one, actually. So it's pretty high up. Yep, 31. Uh, that was the game of the year of 2011. I mean, yeah. 
So, I mean, I was like, all right, well, it's probably the highest game that me personally, but then I was like, uh, like the Final Fantasy that was on there, I was like, uh, really, that was all right. I didn't really like it like that. And then like Gold and Silver, Pokemon, I'd be like Fire Red and Leaf Green more. So it was like, okay. Because I was trying to look at the games like I've actually completed, like not just played, like completed. Yeah. Was there a game on there that you thought was that you loved, like whatever, and it was it was higher than what you thought it would be? Um, I can I, I can start that off. I can let you think about the answer to your question. So for mine, which is one of my top five video games, or maybe just video game franchises, because you know some of these franchises have so many games that like that alone could take up someone's top five. So sitting at number three was Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Fantastic game series. If if you love playing games and watching movies, the Metal Gear series that'll that'll check mark the box for you. Just just it was so good. But it was sitting at three, and I'm like, a lot of people haven't played you know Metal Gear Solid one, yeah, because it's never been remastered, not up until this year, whenever they release the Metal Gear um, Collection Volume 1 that's coming out. Um, unless you had a GameCube and you got the remaster that they did of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Um, but see, seeing that at 3, that made me super excited. Like, stoked. Because it's when you have a favorite game, and you know you tell your friends, you need to go play this game. Most of them won't and it's not because they don't want to they just might not have the time or they, they're just a fish that hasn't you know bit the hook you know because a lot of people told me to play chrono trigger for example on the super nintendo which is on this list as one of the top 100 games of all time i just haven't had the time to do it and uh but yeah metal gear solid sitting there at three fantastic i am yeah. real surprised though that super mario world was sitting at 26. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not even in the top quarter of games. But And I, and I felt like... But, but Super Mario World was on this list, but, like, the original Super Mario wasn't. So, like, based off their stuff, I'm really surprised, because we're talking about something too low, I'm surprised The Sims 2 is not in the upper, like, I guess it would be the lower 50s, like 50 and like 1 yeah. through 50 instead of like 55, because Sims yeah. 2 is like a revolutionary, like that game was extremely popular. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the simulation, it was, I loved SimCity. Mm-hmm. Like, SimCity 3000 Unlimited on the PC was was my jam, and like, I would go between that and then playing The Sims. And you know, Rose, you all know the code to get it, you know, as much money as you want, you know, Rosebud, you know, and you figured out how to try to manipulate your keyboard by putting, if you guys were like me, I forget how you exactly did it, but you know, you typed in Rosebud in that command and you put certain, like, I don't want to say a certain amount of exclamation points, blah, blah, blah. And then if you put, if you held down like Control Shift L colon, I don't remember. <laughs> like it'll it'll repeat the Rosebud code all the time to give you like so much money. But you know you'd be finding paperweights around the freaking 
around the computer and you'd be putting them on and you'd be trying to go get a snack and then you come back and you realize the shit didn't work and you're wasting your damn time but yep yeah i am surprised that the sims was lower because i would put the sims over like ratchet and clank for example like i thought the ratchet clank series was fun it was awesome and, and yep. but like i don't know this is where i guess you're talking about games that revolutionized the industry and like how much does that weigh versus actual like like how good was the game itself well, that's a good point i also thought maybe like when i saw it i was shocked where is it at i thought Modern warfare 2 was going to be in the top 10 yeah 2009's Modern warfare 2 yep i thought it was gonna be in the top 10 i don't mind it at 41 i thought halo was gonna be in the top five halo 2 I was surprised that that there wasn't a Halo game in the top ten because I, I Halo two I enjoyed more than Halo three and Halo one, but I whenever I was first watching this I didn't know which one of those three would be put in because I didn't know if they would put Halo one in above them because you know it's sort of you know kind of. It was one of those beginning pioneers for the first-person shooter, the multiplayer. You know, GoldenEye did it um, with the multiplayer mm -hmm. um, aspect. Doom, even before that. And Doom was four. I I'm real happy to see that Doom was was uh, up there. But, um, yeah, I was... But then Halo 2... Halo 2 came out right as um, Xbox Live got implemented, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Um I don't I don't remember when Xbox Live came out compared to that because I got live two years into its program and then I started playing Halo 2 all the freaking time. So I have a ton of memories with Halo 2. But then the fandom for Halo, they love Halo 3. They still play Halo 3 multiplayer through the Master Chief collection and it, it, it's still popular. Now the actual servers for Halo 3 just got shut down earlier this year if i recall rest in peace and um but uh, yeah to see halo 2 at 17 i'm glad it's at least in the top 20 but i really did think that it would get into the uh top 10 but with that being said oh i did see a surprise that i was talking about that i play and still periodically play because it was weird seeing like we're talking about like these the greatest top whatever games of all time based on their metric and seeing like games that just came out like a couple years ago like animal crossing is higher than modern warfare 2 and like that's what i was just like I, I get it animal crossing came out the perfect time like covid and all that stuff but to be a top 40 game of all time i'm like oof i don't know that's a that's the thing for me animal crossing not it, it's not my cup of tea <laughs> but like take for example like kayla like my wife she she played the hell out of that, and she's not a video gamer. Came well, out at the right time. It was perfect it, it, timing. It, yep. And um, it's funny, uh, a little sidestep here. Animal Crossing came out the same day as when Doom came out, Doom mm -hmm. Eternal. So perfect timing for that. Kind of resembles, um, you know, Oppenheimer coming out along with Barbie in the theaters. So, yeah, we have seen that. But anyways, um, yeah. Animal Crossing, but I mean, it. I think if I remember right, it was like one of the. I don't want to 
No, not not the Nintendo Switch's best-selling game because that belongs to Mario Kart, I believe. So I see Mario Kart up there at eighteen. Mm-hmm. I get it, but but I I'll tell you this. I again, like I said earlier, I've not played Sonic the Hedgehog two, but I cannot think that that game would be hailed as being better than something as like Skyrim or yep. Modern Warfare, GoldenEye. So I got to disagree with with that a little bit. But I mean, speaking of that too, I I've never played Bloodborne. I just know the movie that Vin Diesel was in. I was like, man, Bloodborne's number thirteenth of all time. I was like that is wow. And uh, I'll tell you what surprised me. It's almost, for me personally, it's the biggest disagreement that I have with this list. And that is not that there is a a Grand Theft Auto on this list, because a a Grand Theft Auto game should be on this list. And it's not even that there is a Grand Theft Auto game sitting at position 5, but it's the game that they chose. Like, they put Grand Theft Auto four mm-hmm. in that spot for me personally i enjoyed I, I played them all i played one i played two i played uh the little extension game that they had back then whenever you got to do grand theft auto london um i've done top down games i played three i played vice city san andreas four grand theft auto five and or I was I, I just did not enjoy as much. Like I, I I was shocked to see not that it was on the list, but that it was the only Grand Theft Auto game on the list and it was number five. I'm like, it's not even top four four is not San Andreas, right? No, San Andreas no, this one has um has uh no who's the antagonist or protagonist? Nicola. Yeah, he's yeah, he's an immigrant, and it comes to um, Liberty City, and like I thought, the game was a ton, like was a step down from San Andreas because I loved CJ. I thought CJ was uh, the best um, Grand Theft Auto um, player that that we've ever had. I loved CJ, and, and they took a poll actually, and I think um, you know Tony from Vice City. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the hailed as the greatest um, GTA protagonist, but I mean, I digress with that. But like GTA Vice City, I enjoyed more than four. Uh, San Andreas, definitely in my eyes, way better game than four. And I think just GTA Five did what GTA Four did, but for the most part, I thought it did better. Now. If you're one of those people that nitpick each part, definitely GTA 4 in terms of like uh, vehicle interactions with the environment works better. Hell, if you take a helicopter over GTA 4's harbor, the water actually like reacts appropriately. Whereas with GTA 5, it's not as the same. But yeah, seeing 4, it's really the only thing that I, I like. I almost wanted to post something. In in comment section, be like, that's asinine. But I and then Minecraft, it's in the top ten. I had no issue with that book. Just to double check, was there no spiral spiral game? Spyro, the little purple dragon, was he not yeah, in the Spy- top one? 
Spyro was. So it's okay. 72, the third game, Spyro Year of the Dragon. Jeez. Wait, I feel like that's a little too low. I... Yep. And, and the thing is, the Spyro games, they made a they made an impact on the on on the gaming industry as a whole because if you if you look into a gaming historian on YouTube is a great channel in case you want to just listen to well guess what gaming history um and and he did a video series or yeah a video on the Spyro series and how they came from Insomniac Games and um how they just start up as a tiny they pumped those three games out in like three years from like 97 or 98 all the way up to 2000. Um, and that's the reason why the third game is called Year of the Dragon, because coincidentally, year 2000 in the Chinese New Year was Year of the Dragon. So there's a little history lesson for you. But um, just, yeah, the the game, it, it helped like graphically, um, you know, when they were starting to try to render 3D graphics. Um, environments and that on the playstation one it was one of those pioneers to help teach people that so that's where i'm like games that revolutionize like the industry like how high do you put them up there compared to games that came after but they were just better like because there were some games that came to mind like based off the revolutionize the industry and all stuff i don't have a problem with Super Mario 64 being number one. I honestly thought before, I thought it was going to be the original Pokemon game because obviously, like, Pokemon and the handheld and how that's really changed a whole bunch of things. And the game like Red and Blue. Yeah, like Red and Blue. Because, I mean, that's the real reason that the freaking anime is going. Like, people don't even care about the anime or the card game, really. They care about the game. Like, that was the only reason I bought a Game Boy at that point in time. I thought it was going to be in the top two because of just. It's revolutionizing. Was gold and silver? So for everyone not looking at number nineteen, was Pokemon gold and silver? Yeah, that's the only one Pokemon on the list. On the list, that's that's shocking. That one is really shocking. Um, like I feel like Pokemon, like game wise, and I'm not even like a Pokemon like fan like that. But I've I've bought a lot of those Game Boy games. I still have them. I'll still boot them up every time and again. So. Because, I mean, obviously, like, you collecting your Pokemon there and doing your Pokédex and all of that stuff. And when I was looking at it, too, it looked like these were all console computer-ish type games. Because, again, I'm not a Pokemon fanboy, but Pokemon Go could have been in, like, the high 90s. Because that is a yeah. revolutionary game. I guess that I didn't consider. I didn't care. Or I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of uh, mobile games. So yeah, you're right because Pokemon Go should be on this list. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go back and just look through a lot of these games here, but uh, I do enjoy seeing Dance Dance Revolution on there. And that one is still going. <laughs> still <laughs> going. Still. That's the thing. Like, I actually didn't know that. I, I, and I didn't even realize that, that Dance Dance Revolution was still going because um, it made a lot of splash in in the U.S. in terms of on the consoles during the PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 era. Mm-hmm. Um, I owned uh, the 360 versions, um, DDR Universe, 
And I also owned Universe 2. I didn't. I don't think I ever bought 3. I think there was a 3, but I didn't buy it. But, like, and yes, everyone, I, I, I did play Dance Dance Revolution, and I was on Expert. And, and yes, I was sweet. Anyways, not um, anymore. Another uh-huh. game, because, again, like, only seeing the Tony Hawk sports game. I, I think revolutionary-wise, I mean, I was thinking, like, an NBA jam for, like, people who are listening to this or hopefully don't play this when they're younger, 18 and older. I mean, beer pong's, like, terms are all from NBA Jam. So, so I'll say two things here. I want to go back to your sports one there. In terms of, so Dancing as Revolution was on here. Mm-hmm. For the music genre, I think it's the only one. So Ooh, wow, no, no guitar, guitar hero? No guitar hero. Wow, that's crazy. And I don't even play guitar hero. That, that's crazy. Yeah, so for Guitar Hero not to be on here, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. I I, I enjoyed Rock Band more um, because you know they introduced the drums before Guitar Hero did. But regardless, Guitar Hero they they didn't just open; they swat kicked that door. Yeah. In for the video gaming community, you had to, to buy the accessories to compete, man. Yeah, yeah you did, and so yeah, so with that one. I am surprised that Guitar Hero is not on there. Um, as for what you were saying, though, was the sports games, NBA uh, Street Volume Two. Like, what was the game? What was the game? Uh, it wasn't Tecmo, was it? What was it? What, what's that football game back in like the regular Nintendo or the Super oh, Nintendo? Everyone played. I'm trying to think, I was gonna like NFL Street, which isn't on there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what that game's called. Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo. Okay. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, some people hail that as one of the greatest sports games of all time. And it's not on this list. I don't think it was. I don't, I think sprinting through this list, I did not see. Are there any sports games? Besides Tony, besides Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, since we discussed that, but like. No, there's no other, there's no like NBA Jam, like I said, or like, I don't care. I mean, whatever. NBA Street, NFL Street. Yeah, like a Madden or not one. And I'm like, that's what interests me because of like when you say impact, no disrespect to a lot of these games, but especially like Madden now or NBA 2K, like there's still millions of people who buy these games on launch day. Like there's, so that's why I'm like, so what are we defining as impact? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. Other, I think I don't think there's any other sports teams that I think of. Shit, I even thought about Wii Sports. Like, <laughs> oh, well, Wii Sports is on there. Oh, is it? Is it really? It is smack dab at fifty. Yep, two thought. Yep, right in the middle. Yep, you're right. Yep. So, but we, but we Sports that makes sense that it's on this list and that I, I I like where it's at there. But given that, I think it was the Wii's highest selling game of. All the time. It was the main reason I think people bought the Wii. Yeah. It was, yeah, you didn't need Mario, you didn't need Zelda, you didn't need anything. You needed Wii Sports. And if you had a Wii and you didn't have Wii Sports, it was actually kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually looked at that person like, how do you not own Wii Sports? <laughs> like, yeah. this is what the console was made for. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. They're like seeing some of, and then seeing some of these new, 
old games like just like 13 to 11 like bloodborne 2015 resident evil 2005 tetris 1984 so i'm like man the the range of these games at the top and the days that they um the years that they came out is pretty cool but when you start looking at this list, man, like you just start thinking of games like, wow, I can't believe this is not on here. Actually, I remember seeing this one. Um, now, granted, this game came out only like a year or two ago. So I would think that games that recently have come out have not engraved their legacy mm-hmm. as much. But some people were, they were mentioning, and I never played it. And I, I haven't played it. Elden Ring is not on this list. No, I mean, that's true. It's not, it but... Won game, it won Game of the Year, mm-hmm. and it's, it's nowhere on here. But there's games as late as... There's 2019, 2019, uh, 2020 Animal Crossing. Because uh, there there are games that have... God of War 2018. Like, there are games that have just came out that are on here. So maybe, like you said, maybe they'll give it a couple years and then when they do this list five years from now last of us 20 like the witcher 3 came out 2015's in the top 10 uh yeah but i mean five years from now it'll be on here yeah i believe so yeah well i'm trying to trying to think uh it is funny seeing some of these names of these games, and I'm like, I've never, yep, never heard of that game. So I'll take forward like game number forty-seven, and someone's going to hear hear me say this, and their jaw's going to drop, and they're going to call me a dipshit, and you know, <laughs> go forward. But number forty-seven, near a uh, automata, near automata, came out two thousand seventeen. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. What in the world? Um, no, no. <laughs> funny. Like it's, it is something, man. But then again, it shows like all the different. Because I mean, we even brought up the mobile games. Because again, Pokemon Go should be on here. But like, it shows all the different types of games that are out there, and all the people who are playing these games. Any game on here that you, if you could. Right now, play it with no life distractions or whatnot. Any game on here you'd like to give a, a, um, give a chance to? I'm looking at the list right now. If you say Tetris, I'd hang up. No, no. I guess maybe because I skipped the uh, the hype for this, and I, I knew people who took the day off for the game, uh, number twenty-two, Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, yeah. I get I, I skipped the hype on that, but I I knew some people who took off work while mm-hmm. I worked for it, and like I, I mean, I've watched some stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, which is also yeah. and also a thing too, because like a lot of these games, depending on how old you are. I think you have a more like affinity. Like if you remember the grind of like playing with a memory card and getting like the cheat code disc or getting the cheat code packet, like I, I, that that's prime gaming right there. Yeah. We didn't have YouTube to just look up. Oh, I can't get past this place. Let me just go on YouTube and watch someone do that. I mean, that's what people do now, man. 
Yep. There is no grind anymore. But oh, no. No, no. no. If I... No, I, I'm trying to break this, this mold, but to answer the question for myself, the game in which I wish, and, th- and this is kind of just in general, though, and that is, I wish I have been able to play the Zelda games. Mm. I, have not, I have not played a single Zelda game my entire life. All of those games have eluded me for whether maybe my parents didn't. I mean, I, I, I felt like I had all the Mario games. So, like, yeah. Like, I was very, very involved with Mario and uh, Donkey Kong, but, like, maybe my parents didn't see any interest in them, and then, therefore, I never had an interest in them, and as I grew up, maybe I didn't have enough money, maybe I bought it, whatever. But, like, I bought on the Switch, um, I bought Breath of the Wild and the new one, um, whatever it's called, uh, something of the kingdom. That, that, that goes to show you how ignorant I am. I can't even remember the title of the freaking game I bought. But I've seen that, that these games are, like, the Zelda games are always up there in terms of, like, greatest Nintendo games of all time. Like, as a Mario fan, I'm like, okay, how can it be? How can it be so good? But like, you know, you, you kind of get get over your own stupidity sometimes and just realize that the world is a lot larger than what your eyes allow it to see. So like seeing here at number two is Ocarina of Time from the 64. If you have a Switch and you have the Nintendo Switch plan that allows you to play 64 games, that game's on there. That's a free game for you. Well, not free, but you get what I'm saying. Um those are the games that I think I'd like to give a try to. There's plenty more on here, but. And this list is going to change every year. That's the thing. It's going to change every year. Yep. Just games just constantly coming and going. And I'm just trying to think one last time here if there's anything on here or anything not on here. Um, nah. Uh, there's no so like you know we play Yu-Gi-Oh for example I don't I don't remember a Yu-Gi-Oh game that was as revolutionary. No, no. I I think in five years though I think Master Duel will be on there because like official simulator. Yeah, I I could see Master Duel be like at the tail end. Oh yeah. Um, but would I put Master Duel? So at number here here's the thing, number number one hundred. Is Pong like <laughs> like the reason why it's on here is is because how how it revolutionized and and put video games in your house like and it's a very easy game to learn very easy game to play it even says in the description that you know you, they can teach AI to play it and whatever you play yourself um. I cannot imagine Pong being taken off this list for Master Duel. Side note, I did because made me think I had to double check. I think Pac-Man. I, I'm surprised Pac-Man wasn't higher up. Oh yeah, because they had Miss Pac-Man on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But but uh, it's gonna happen, man. There's gonna be games getting made forever, and things are gonna get kicked off. Yep. That just uh. That's just how it is, and it's it's a good problem to have. 
if you think about it at its root, if if your favorite game gets kicked off a list, that means that a, 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 a just as amazing game got put on. So, yep. Yep. So, might hurt your pride a little bit, but like what I said, you got to kind of open up your your gaze a little bit and, and enjoy these games for all they are because you could be bored and not play any video games. I, I'll tell you this too. I don't understand how people don't play video games. Like, at all. Like, like before video games were in your house, I don't know how people got through their day. Like, people in the 50s and 60s, you know, like, yeah, they went out, they hung out with friends, and which I feel like you can still do that too, but you're not hanging out with your friends all the time. You know, people were people were busy. They're they got their lives, and and it's just just how it is. Maybe they don't want to hang out with you one day. You know, mm-hmm. so what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you doing at home? You watching television? Okay, what what's the difference playing a game? Like, there's nothing on TV anymore. Well, there is, but I'm just being ignorant whenever I say that. But like, you know, it's crazy too because you um you're saying all that <laughs> stuff, which. <laughs> I agree. Um, another phone game, revolutionary because college Temple Run. Yeah, I can see. I can see Temple where, Run. Okay. Wor- words with friends. I mean, those games were very popular. I would put Temple Run as an honorable mention. I don't think I would put Words with Friends, but what when you mentioning Pokemon Go, that that that's that's about as. <laughs> you want an honorable mention? Do you remember Snake? Yeah, yeah. Snake. It'll, or the first ever time I ever played Bejeweled was on a freaking Motorola flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> freaking wild, man. But, but, um, anything else, Mitch? I can't think. I can't think of anything else. So, you know, it's fun actually talking about these video game things. I think. You could almost open that kind of discussion up to the rest of the L7C because, like, if you talk to Jacob, for example, I can already think of he'll he will vouch for how good The Witcher was, and for everyone, Witcher was like seven on Witcher Three Wild Hunt. It was like number three on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he would preach about Red Dead Redemption Two, and uh, it, even though him and I played a lot of games at the time, and he he would put Halo on there, he. He's played a plethora of different genre of games than what I have played, so his insight would be good. And just like what like you did, you know, you played Final Fantasy. I never played them, but I, I recommend for you though uh, to play the Super Mario RPG remake whenever it comes out in November. Mm-hmm. Considering you know Square made, you know, it, you could honestly, if you've ever seen the history of it, Final Fantasy. It, it, well, Square was struggling to get into the American market, even though they made the first like six Final Fantasy games over in Japan or whatever it was. And then they made, they did a collaboration with Nintendo for Super Mario RPG. Once mm-hmm. that game got over here and it became popular, it put Square's name more into the minds of American children. And then when Final Fantasy came over on the PlayStation, then it just it just worked itself out. So with you liking that, you should give that one a try as a game. I'd recommend for you because you'll see similarities to it. It's just a Mario game. So, 
Well, with that being said, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. I do have a message from all of the other people on the L7C. Mitch, they have been wondering where you've been during the draft stuff. Oh, either doing master's course stuff or just not at home at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's a, I started my master's program and, you know, just trying to get that education so I, I can make more money. So, but nah, that, that's about it. I, I do need to hop on there. I, I don't think I would have too many uh, interactions like I would in fantasy football, but, uh, but uh, you never know. You never know. I got to. I actually thought you were going to say um, the rest of the L7C is wondering where I am in the listener count this year. Oh, so. I mean, they were all, I mean, I'm going to be honest, the last pot at the end, everyone, all of them, everyone was on talking shit because uh, JJ, he's, he was like, he got a whiteboard. He's like, that's why Mitch is losing to Jacob. He's missed these two episodes. He would have caught up by now. And I was just like, oh, man. Worthless. <laughs> Gosh, damn. I got a whiteboard here, but. I'm using it for the masters. I gotta apparently erase all these equations I got on it and just keep my tally on JJ. So I'm just saying. I mean, right now you're what down. I mean, it will be very interesting at the end of the end of the year because you were. It's very close. It's very close. That's the thing. Um, this Dragon Ball sucks right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all garbage. Well, you just need one big piece of news to just change everything. Oh yeah, if if Chronicles can be right, I mean, we'll all benefit. It's 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 like, you know, it's like uh, who was it in WWE who who said that they loved it when Austin always had the belt? Um, what the hell? It was people from DX like Xbox Road Dog. Or... You know, just. You know, when when the person, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I just, or just, Austin's not the champ right now. So, you know, just it's a little struggle around here with no uh, Dragon Ball content. So. Yeah, because they were like, man, these are two podcasts in a row. These are, these are giving Mitch layups to catch Jacob. Jacob only does wrestling. At least you've been able to hop on, like, you can do some other anime stuff. And, I mean, you can hop on some of the football stuff. Well, last year, you know, I opened my mouth with football things and realized I was an idiot. But, uh, <laughs> but well, I mean, you can still get some cheap, cheap listens, though. I mean, that is true. you don't you don't want to come to December, end of December. And we're like, all right, before we do everyone else, let's just get this out of the way. Mitchell versus Jacob. Let's see how it ended. So I'll tell you that my master's is in data analytics. And I'll tell you when when this program is done in two years and. I know what I'm doing. You bet your ass. You bet your ass that I'm going to figure out how to do fantasy football insights for the L7C. (laughs) And we are going to get fucking nerdy. And Justin is going to be on there. And he is going to be like, Mitch, this is fantasy football. This is not real life. Like, you you cannot care about (laughs) this person because they are not going to play. It's going to be great. Yeah, it is um an interesting time for people L seven C wise because we're gonna have a lot of don't know how much this will be translated to podcast stuff or YouTube a lot. I mean, you got SummerSlam coming up, so we have our pick'em 
belt in a couple weeks. Then after SummerSlam, we have our dual day, like literally the weekend after. And then after dual day, we're going to be three weeks away from our fantasy football draft. There's a and then college football starts. There's a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipelines from us. Nope. It's an exciting time. So but with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Hopefully, um, when you're listening to this, Dragon Ball did something at Comic Con, but don't hold your hopes up. If they did, we'll be happy. And if it's super breaking, maybe we'll do like a quick thing yeah, to add we'll on do, to this. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll do we'll do something real quick. Yep. But, with that being said, L7C Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.